dismantling systemic oppression, strengthening local economies, fostering equity and inclusion, cultivating communities for social good. We are motivated to leave the world a more just and compassionate place than we found it. A lofty goal? Maybe. An unreachable goal? Absolutely not. This is the Impact Out Loud podcast, powered by Prospera Partners. Now here are your hosts. Welcome back to Impact Out Loud. I'm Vicki Pazabon, and we have our full team here for you today. Stacy Golar, who is our marketing and, um, I'm sorry, you're our marketing and communications <laughs> director. We have the giddies today. Stacy is here. Yay, Stacy! Yay, Yay Stacy! Welcome! <laughs> and Ray is here, and Eileen is here, and we have for you... Ooh. A celebration because we made it through 2023. Yay! <sighs> Miracles happen. Not Seriously. 2022. <laughs> it's not yeah. 2022. We made it and we have a top five special for you. So we're each going to share our top five lessons learned in 2023 in our work and maybe some lessons from the world that we live in. Um, I don't know because we haven't actually shared with each other what we're going to talk about today. So this is a surprise. But we hope it'll be fun and informative and uh, maybe a little productive, right? Of course. Cool. So, Eileen, are you going to start us off? I am. Right. So I'm going to start with my first lesson learned from 2023. And this is a big one. It's one that I would say I think about every single day, maybe even every single hour right now. Wow. Okay. Which I know it's a lot. <laughs> There's a lot so, in your brain. It is. There's always a lot in my brain. That's that's part of the issue. It never slows down. So the first big lesson I wanted to share that that I keep reflecting on is I think we're in this space right now that people care too much about being right. Mm. People care too much about being right. We live in a culture of self-righteousness, and it plays out in so many different ways. And I think for us and our work, uh, we really talk a lot about multiple truths and this idea of how do we hold multiple truths that multiple people can be right and having different experiences all at the same time. One caveat I would put on that is that we have a shared truth that injustice and oppression is not okay. Um, that That is a shared truth of our team always. And there's a lot of space for multiple truths and perspectives in the world. And unfortunately, we're living through a time that people are so focused on being right and other people being wrong that we're not even able to hear one another. And I think that it's more powerful really to sit in a place of not always being right, being curious, sitting in humility, um, not always having all the answers. That's how we grow and evolve as humans. And I think this culture of self-righteousness that exists is holding a lot of growth back individually and collectively. Mm. So that's my big number one is people care too much about being right um, and often care more about being right than really being focused on the change that we need. I think humans uh, have a really hard time to admitting that they might be wrong or they might not know something. We see, certainly see this with um, politicians on the global scale. 
Definitely, definitely. Yeah. And then it's reflected for all of us. <clears throat> and I think a lot of it, just to build upon what you just said, Stacy, too, it's really rooted in supremacy culture, this mm-hmm. idea of I'm right and you're wrong. Mm-hmm. It's us versus them. All right. Well, Eileen starting us off. <laughs> <laughs> with a bang, with a, bang. <laughs> a serious one, yes. Um, and there's a lot of antidotes to it, like being being humble, uh-huh. knowing that we don't always know the answers. Yep. All right. So my next one, a little bit lighter, the a life changing thing for me this year is finding out that you can connect Zoom and Google Calendar <laughs> so that you can easily add a Zoom meeting when you do a Google Calendar invite. We've said this among our team. Vicky's the first one who figured it out. And then Ray and I were very, yep. very excited to get that added onto our calendars. It's really great. It sounds so simple, but anything that makes us more efficient and reduces steps and things is great. So linking Zoom and Google Calendar, game changer. And you can reach out to us if you don't know how to do it and want to learn how. All right. Uh, the third thing that I want to highlight that has been a big lesson for me this year is this idea around, gosh, there's so many pieces I want to say with this, but I think to to be concise, we've talked in the past, this idea of intersectionality has come up over and over and over again. And we're seeing so much emphasis these days put on white supremacy culture. And I would say where I'm really sitting in my learning around embodied social justice in particular is really using the terminology supremacy culture. It's not only white supremacy culture. White supremacy culture is directly tied to male supremacy, which is directly tied to Christian supremacy, which is directly tied to able-bodied supremacy. Mm-hmm. And uh, my colleagues hear me say this all the time, but it's this thread of oppression and supremacy culture that connects all of these things. And if we're not digging into those commonalities that allow us to sit, and again, connecting it back to the first one of I'm right, and you're wrong, uh, directly linked to supremacy culture, then we're not going to see that change that I think many of us believe in and are working hard for in the world. So intersectionality, but linking it to how can we reframe the conversation to be rooted more in supremacy culture and and focus on all of the different ways that that shows up for us on a daily basis. All right, the next thing that I want to share is, and, and connected to that, is this idea of, I think so many people think that equity work, and we talk about it as we don't provide the checklist, but people plan for it with, oh, you know, we're we're dealing with our hiring process, we've redone our hiring process, or we've redone our bylaws. Those are important things in equity work. And I would say the lesson that we've learned over and over again is you can plan for all of those things all the time, but the real equity and justice and liberation work happens in the unplanned moments. Uh, We do so much work behind the scenes that's hard among our team and with our clients, and it's what's not visible that is often most powerful. It's how do you stay in your integrity and really live your values when no one is watching? Mm Mm-hmm. That is where the real power is. And my final lesson from this year that I want to share is around board members. And uh, again, my (laughs) Prospera Partners (laughs) colleagues, they probably know what I'm going to say, which is I view my role when I serve on boards as how do I not be an asshole (laughs) uh, is really my role in the world as a board member is how to be like not an asshole board member. And, And I say that a little bit tongue in cheek, but also with some seriousness around 
I have worked with a lot of boards. I've been a board member myself. I've been an executive director working closely with with board members. On an individual level, board members can be absolutely fantastic. I've worked with individual board members who I will sing their praises for decades to come. They're amazing individuals. As a collective and boards as a structure within nonprofits are fundamentally flawed. And a big lesson that I've been in individually and with my colleagues at Prospera Partners is really looking towards other ways to structure boards so that board members aren't assholes. And I'm really proud to actually today name that we have two of us, myself and Vicky, who are part of a new board that's part of a startup nonprofit where we're testing out a minimally viable board option, a minimally viable board. And the idea of this is how do we have the minimum structures and legal requirements in place as board members and to not overstep our limits and bounds as board members. And so right now we're testing that out with a group called Total New Mexico. So Teaching Outdoors to All Learners New Mexico. We have an amazing executive director, Allison Martin. Um, Ray, Vicki, and I have all had the chance to work with Allison. And the goal of really trying out a different board structure is this idea of let's not hold back Allison as an executive director. How do we show up? How do we support her? How do we let her do her amazing thing and not have the board structure as a burden? I could talk about boards and board structure <laughs> and board governance for weeks. Um, I, I want to yeah. interject it. I know that Please. was specific to boards, but I feel like that's a really good piece of advice for any person in any job. Right? <laughs> It's don't true. be an asshole. <laughs> Just don't be an asshole. Just don't. I guess well, the hard part is sometimes people can't figure out what that means. And so yep. that's where we run into issues. Yeah. Or what it looks like. Yeah. 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 Oh, cool. So that's my list. And I'm open to reflections now. Or Ray, if you want to pick it up and share your list. Well, maybe I'll jump in because I feel like we have, of course, some overlap. And not in a very like... I didn't say the exact same things, but there's going to be some themes here. And it's funny. I feel like I don't know if mine are quite lessons or maybe just observations, um, but these are just five things that came to me as I had to write down a list of this last year. So one, I'll say there's still a lot of tension around equity work, which makes sense. And I see an opportunity to continually embed a systems change mindset. So I think that's something we talk about a lot of, we know the words equity and is, you know, platformed a lot and we have to build systems around that. Here, here. Right. Which yeah. does lead into my number two, which is we know what we are against. So what are we for? Mm -hmm. And I think that's, again, a soapbox I get on all the time is it is really easy to say what we don't like and what we're against. And, and that is important, right, to call out, you know, oppression or wrongdoings or systems flaws as they're happening. And we need to be cultivating this something else. We need mm -hmm. to be working on this something else. Mm -hmm. And that leads to my number three. <laughs> is everyone wants to do more while simultaneously facing challenges like burnout, capacity, inflation, whatever. So what does it look like to grow or continue good work without adding burden? 
and something we talk about a lot. Can you slow down? Can you do less? Can you lift up what you're doing that's working and let go of everything else? And we just see this theme, especially, well, I mean, across the board in this country, right? It's like so growth minded, do more, grow Mm -hmm. money, more staff, bigger programs, reach more people. And I think a theme that we've seen this year is like everybody's just maxed out. Everyone wants to grow while they can't even handle what's in front of them. And so that, you know, you need to pay attention to that. Like Mm -hmm. you can't keep going at that rate. Four, which I think kind of leans on what Eileen's number one is our media is still way better at dividing us than unifying us that we need channels and conversations and opportunities to find common ground. And in general, I'm just not seeing enough of that. And we know, right, like we, we've we got on social media tangents and even just our larger media, whatever is exclamatory or the most energized statement is going to get the traction. And so we're kind of de-incentivizing like the regulation, right? Like anything that's sort of like in a regulated space or a calm space or a neutral space or common ground, that's not always the most exciting conversation, though I actually think that's the most exciting conversation. And my last one is short is just current conditions are not sustainable. And I think I was raised with that mindset. And I think it's just become even clearer as time's gone on and feeds a lot of the things that I was saying in my observations, right? Like, we're doing all these things that are just not sustainable. And we're seeing, you know, some of these systems failures or or the system working too well. Um, Yeah, so those are mine. Very observational themes. Could be applied to a lot of years, but very front and center this year. Nice. Well, um, thank you both. I have some things that I pulled out from what you shared. So I just want to lift up a a few of those thoughts as they struck me. And I'll start with Eileen. The, The comment that liberation work is often happening behind the scenes, it really hit me because that's often where we also don't acknowledge the people who are doing that work. Because it's so behind the scenes, you don't even know that it's happening. So I just want to lift that up and underscore, underscore. Um, (laughs) The other one, of course, I love is don't be an asshole board member. And as Stacy said, or an asshole staff member. (laughs) It goes hand in hand. Um, And there are different ways to do things. And it's okay to try them. And I don't know, try not being an asshole. (laughs) That's a different way of doing things. And Ray, I want to lift up um, what you said. We know what we are against, but what are we for? And I love that because in our facilitation work, we talk about we know what is old and broken. Let's talk about what's new and possible. But we've never said, we know what we are against. So what are you for? So I love that. And maybe mm. we'll bring that into our work in 2024. I really like Perfect. that a lot. And the last thing I want to lift up of what Ray said was, how do we grow without adding more burden? 
And as soon as you said that, I thought about plants because some of them go dormant for a little bit before they can grow. Some of them need to be, uh, what's the word? Clipped, snipped, (laughs) pruned, like bonsai, (laughs) pruned. Um, You know, sometimes you have to pull back the bonsai plant in order for it to grow in a certain direction. So I love that and really appreciate both of you and your and your top five. Stacy, what do you think? What did you hear? Well, I interjected what I heard. Um, <laughs> don't be an asshole. Highlight that for everyone all everywhere all the time. I think that's great advice. <laughs> Um, yeah. And I think the, what are we for is really important. Um, I often think about that, uh, see if I can relate this back also with feedback to people. It's so much easier to provide negative feedback, negative reviews to people, Mm -hmm. whether it's a place you're eating or you're, you know, somebody you're using for healthcare or whatever, but uh, it takes a lot more um, thought for some reason as humans or the the humans we are in this culture to do the opposite and provide the positive feedback, like what people are doing well, gratitude toward people, Mm -hmm. um, and so on and so forth. Stacey, Mm -hmm. I love that reminder as somebody who worked in the service industry for a long time, right? Everybody is just like full of complaints and like urgency. And I feel like it goes into that systems change mindset, right? If you're starting to understand the systems that you're working in, it's that much easier to have compassion, right? Because you know, all this work went into it. The resources had to get here. These people had to show up. Like, right, you start kind of doing that checklist and it becomes a little bit easier to be like, wow, like what an effort just to be here and put these pieces together instead of getting fixated on like, well, this one little thing didn't happen and that's ruined my day. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I'm going to lift up, we talk about this a lot in our work with clients you know, we address things like microviolence and microaggressions, but the antidote to that are microaffirmations. Right. Mm-hmm. And we need more of that mm-hmm. in all of our work. Yeah. It's funny. I was in a meeting this morning and we were talking about um, recognition in the workplace, in the nonprofits, in the nonprofit sector, and how it's not a common practice to really truly recognize people for their work, for their efforts, by giving them recognition awards, for instance, in the nonprofit sector. And how often we encounter clients who don't celebrate small wins or big wins. They often get together in a, in a staff meeting and it's all about challenges. I need help with this. Mm-hmm. This is going down. This is going wrong. This is whatever. And they're not lifting up those wins and celebrating And sometimes that can completely change the culture of your organization to just celebrate the wins. Just give it a minute to celebrate. That's a micro expression. (laughs) That's a great segue to to lift up something that Ray shared around finding common ground. A great way to start with finding common ground is to start with talking about what are the wins and things that we can share and celebrate. I think so often we think about common ground in terms of conflict and a way that we can get better at then dealing with conflict in real time is 
working under conditions where we have lower stakes right. so that we're practicing those new skills and regulating ourselves. And I really also want to lift up this idea of common ground of that that's really our role in so much of our work is facilitating those conversations. Mm -hmm. Because it's really easy to say, everyone should find common ground and let's listen and let's not be so focused on being right all of the time. And we none of us were taught those things. Mm -hmm. Society mm -hmm. actually taught us to be individualistic and to prove our points and um, this idea of confidence over competence. And that's really our role as facilitators is to help guide people through an experience of being able to share everybody's own individual experience, their own truth, their own beliefs, while holding and listening to other people's so that we can find that common ground. And it's it's one way, I think, to view facilitation, the art of ease, is let's ease the space so that we can allow people to find that common ground. And and an additional, again, to link it back to let's celebrate wins. Mm -hmm. Let's do it when it's lower stakes and not heated, elevated conflict. I mm -hmm. love that. And it. I was going to jump in after Vicky, but I feel like it's great you went I was going to tie Vicky to a point that you even folded in of the the doing less, right? Mm -hmm. And I feel like the celebrating wins or what's working is also that way to do less, right? Is really like pausing in this moment and like, cool, what what can we keep leaning into and let go of other things? And it's not a fixation on like challenges, but it's like maybe this just isn't serving the mission. And again, in that mindset, right, we get in the like that almost martyrdom, right? If we're not doing more, we're not doing enough. And I really think if we can be really good at the things that we can do and just like move with that intuition as well. And maybe I want to add that in as well. Like we believe in emergent process, right? So mm -hmm. it's not saying you're really good at this and this is the only thing you're ever going to do, but by letting go of the things that aren't in alignment or aren't working or are just causing you stress or burden lets you have the capacity to pick up things when they do reveal themselves. You have a clear vision to what you do want to be putting your energy into or even that capacity to try it. If you're already overburdened and an opportunity arises, that's just overwhelming. Wow. Great lessons for 2023. I, I, the they're definitely productive and doable of like, how do we move forward? And I'm excited to hear what Stacy has to say. We're going to take a, a, a pause here and we're actually going to uh, see you next time. And Stacy and I will be sharing our 2023 lessons. And yeah, I, I, I'm just so excited to keep talking. So, <laughs> but we have to take a break and we'll be back in our next episode to talk about 2023 lessons. Thank you all so much. Thank you for listening to the Impact Out Loud podcast, the podcast that empowers bold impact for good, powered by Prospera Partners. If you liked what you heard, subscribe to Impact Out Loud wherever you get your podcasts and follow Prospera Partners on your favorite social media. If you are inspired to make community-based solutions and systems change, Prospera Partners offers workshops and programs that are open to all. For more information, visit prosperapartners.org. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be well and do good.